With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. It's leading off with True Blue LA. This is your host, Eric Steven. And we are looking back at a pretty eventful weekend for the Dodgers, and especially for James Outman, who had uh, one of the better uh, Major League debuts in recent memory, certainly in Dodgers history. Um, yeah, he he had three hits against the Rockies. First at bat was a home run. He joined an uh, incredible list, which we'll go over in a second. Um, had a single and scored later. Had an RBI double after that. So, yeah, first three-hit uh, Major League debut by a Dodger since Mike Piazza in 1992. Everything was cool about it. Like, his, he had, like, a large contingent of family and friends uh, his mom and dad were there, his fiance were there, several other people uh, taking up a bunch of rows at Coors Field. Uh, they were interviewed by Kirsten Watson on um, Sportsnet LA during the game. And they you could tell like they were just so like happy to just be there to see their son play. Um, so we'll get to this in a second. So James Outman, I'm getting ahead of myself. He was called up on Saturday. Because the Dodgers uh, traded Zach McKinstry to the Cubs, they got reliever Chris Martin. We'll go over him a little bit later as their first uh, sort of trade deadline deal this year. Um, But yeah, so the Dodgers needed an extra position player. Uh, James Outman um, uh, came up and then didn't play Saturday but did start on Sunday. And boy, did he he do well. Uh, Dodgers won three out of four in Colorado. But yeah, just just uh, getting back to Outman's parents, like you could just—they were so proud of him, and like 
it was just you could just feel this like genuine joy um, to just be there and watch their son play in the majors. They um, his his dad said they'd gone to you know several of his games like uh, in the minors and, and you know obviously growing up and stuff, but just just awesome to be able to take in that moment. And then Outman himself after the game on Sportsnet LA was um, he was kind of still in shock. But it, it was funny, like, uh, they showed an interview with him um, on Saturday when he first got called up. And, you know, I think he got the news after midnight on um, Friday night. And then uh, Joe Davis on the broadcast Sunday told the story that uh, Outman, you know, was trying to make sure he got some sleep, got up Saturday morning, went to the ballpark to get his stuff before, um, like, his bats and gloves and all that stuff. And, but the, the, I guess the, the clubhouse was locked or something. So he had to sort of scramble to get that open and get his stuff before catching his flight. And then he got to Coors Field, you know, with, with ample time, but just the sort of, I, I always love those kind of, um, those stories, just the, the, um, the mad dash. You don't really, you're kind of on cloud nine because you got called to the majors for the first time. And, but you also have logistically have to, <laughs> to get there and, um, then also perform and he did it all and it was just a, a whirlwind weekend I'm sure for him um, but yeah so he starts in right field um, on Sunday Mookie Betts uh, played second uh, we'll see that's happened a few times this year uh, it'll probably happen a few more down the stretch not very often but uh, they did uh, in the seventh inning uh, switch Mookie back to right field and then Altman switched to left uh, but yeah, so first at bat against uh, Herman Marquez, um, Outman homered uh, on the third pitch to right center. He, he crushed it. It was hit it really well. Um, so he joins this amazing list. So there's only there's only been eight Dodgers now, uh, including Outman, to hit a home run in their first major league at bat. The four of them in Los Angeles now. Um, the ones you might remember, well, the most recent one was Caber Ruiz in 2020 in Anaheim. Um, and then also Jose Offerman did it in 1990. Um, but the one that is sort of, is sort of screwy that doesn't come up on, uh, well, it's harder to search for on baseball reference. Cause if you search for home run in first major league game, uh, he won't come up, but Gary Ingram in his second major league game, um, pinch hit for Oral Hershiser in the eighth inning of a game and hit a home run. Um, that was his first uh, time to the plate. He did not uh, bat in his in his opening game. Uh, he had just gotten called up. And the, the headline in the New York Times um, uh, sort of uh, game report from, from that game in 1994 was nervous rookie homers first time up. So, I mean, you can't blame him, right? Like everyone's got to have some level of nerves. Uh, but then if you go deeper and go into the, the four uh, players in Brooklyn who homered, it gets even like more bizarre and awesome. So the first one to do it was Clyes Dudley, which knowing nothing else, that's awesome on its own, in its own right, like Clyes Dudley. And then factor in that he was a pitcher. So the first Dodger to hit a home run in his first major league at bat was a pitcher. But I'll, and I looked his actually his given name is Elzie Clyes Dudley E L Z I E, and he went by Clyes. So props to him. Uh, so from North Carolina, um, he was the first one to do it in 1929. 
Um, one year later, Gordon Slade, which is just another awesome name, an infielder, he homered in his first uh, major league at bat. Then Ernie Coy did it in 1938. I was looking up more of him. Uh, he's probably going to be a rewind pretty soon on a future um, leading off with True Blue LA episode, so look forward to that. And then the other cool one was Dan Bankhead in August 1947, all for Brooklyn. Um, Bankhead also most notable because he was the first uh, black pitcher in uh, American and National Leagues. Um, so just a milestone in, in its own right, but then he also homered. Um, I remember uh, Kenta Maeda homered in his first Major League game in 2016 with the Dodgers, and I remember Dan Bankhead's game, name coming up. In that search, but then, of course, you know, Maeda didn't actually homer in the first at bat, so it's not quite the same, but still, uh, very cool, very cool list to be on. And then, if you go further down the list for Albin, so he had three hits, um, he drove in three, he scored twice. The only um, Dodger debut uh, to do those three things three hits, three ribbies, two runs was Packy Rogers, which anytime you can bring up Packy Rogers, you have to do it. Um, 1938, he was a third baseman, uh, playing the Giants for Brooklyn. He had, uh, two singles and a triple. Um, so, and then Outman homered. So he's the only Dodger with, uh, we're getting even more esoteric here with weird stats. Um, three hits, three RBIs, one homer and two runs scored. The only Dodger to do it in their debut. Uh, I also like, uh, looking up some old debuts, um, the Dodger record for hits in a major league debut is four. It's done by two different players. One of them is uh, someone named Casey Stingle, who you might have heard of, uh, more for more so as a manager. But yeah, like just an incredible, incredible debut for James Outman. It was very cool to see, and like that's uh, that's kind of all you can ask for, right? Like obviously, like he's he's got more to do, but as for a first game, that's that's going to be something he'll remember forever. Very cool to see. Uh, seventh round pick in 2018. He's the second Dodgers pick from 2018 to reach the majors. Michael Grove, the pitcher uh, who debuted earlier this year, was the first. So, yeah, um, good for James Outman, and uh, that really capped off a, a great uh, Dodgers weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about why uh, a spot was created for James Outman after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so on Saturday, the Dodgers' uh, first move of the trade deadline was to acquire a pitcher uh, from the Cubs, a relief pitcher from the Cubs, and 
uh, I was only sad uh, in one respect that it wasn't David Robertson because not necessarily because I think David Robinson Robertson is better than Chris Martin, but it's also because I've been pining for David Roberts to manage David Roberts' son. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's still, still possible. Uh, David Robertson still could be traded by Tuesday. Could be another Dodgers Cubs deal. Who knows? Um, but uh, they got Chris Martin, uh, the right-hander who I've used 300 cold play puns uh, when he faces the Dodgers. He's a veteran. He's 36. Um, so he he has the weird sort of splits this year in that his his I, I guess I saw I think Andrew Simon tweeted this his the infield defense in Chicago behind him was terrible like. He, he had something like a 440 uh, batting average on balls in play on the infield. And, like, that that's sort of been the um, the difference between his ERA, which is 431, and then his peripherals, or like his expected ERA is 325. His FIP is 303. Uh, he has 40 walks and, um, excuse me, 40 strikeouts and four walks. And one of those walks was intentional. Uh, second lowest uh, walk rate among relievers with at least 30 innings. So he's been very stingy. He has given up uh, some home runs, five of them to be exact. So uh, not all out of the woods. But uh, I think we, we talked about this last week at least a couple times. Um, the Dodgers do, I think they just they just need more depth, uh, more relievers they can sort of count on. You have the, there's that, the crew of like Blake Trinan, Tommy Canely, Victor Gonzalez, um, Bruiser Gratterall is closer, uh, but like all these guys who might come up at some point, Danny Duffy is in that group, but the certainty is is very low on some of them. Um, so I think they're just, they have to give themselves more options in case um, a lot or most of those don't pan out. And I think Chris Martin does it. I, I, I actually expect them to deal for another reliever at some point over the next two days, but um, the trade deadline is uh, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, so he didn't. Uh, so Martin was uh, acquired Saturday, joined the team Sunday, was activated. He ended up not pitching in Sunday's game. It was a 7 3 game. Um, so I expect him to pitch at some point early in the Giants series. The Dodgers are in San Francisco for four. But yeah, he just adds a sort of another. Um, he's a. Over 50% ground ball guy and over 30% strikeout guy. And that's a great combination to have as a pitcher. Um, even though I know he does have the, the home runs that he's given up. But just generally throws strikes uh, and has been pretty effective. Uh, so I think he's going to be someone who, who can help them down the stretch. Um, he's going to wear uh, number 58 with the Dodgers in case, uh, for those of you who keep track of such things, uh, James Outman uh, is 77, the same number he wore in spring training. Uh, Martin wore 58 with the Cubs as well. Um, so we saw th- this week. This week has been a busy one uh, transactionally, at least for relievers. Um, earlier in the week, Reyes Maranta had a wild Monday. We talked about it on this podcast, and then they they optioned him Tuesday to bring up Garrett Clevenger as a fresh arm. Little did we know they desperately needed uh, at least one fresh arm because they only had four relievers available that day. So Clevenger pitched in leverage. Then he pitched a long situation, then got sent down the next day uh, to make room for Andrew Heaney coming off the IL. 
Uh, and then they called up Jake Reed as well on uh, Wednesday. Jake Reed pitched in three of the four games in which he was active. And then they sent uh, Jake Reed to the minors on Sunday to make room on the active roster for Chris Martin. So if you're keeping track, Jake Reed uh, was optioned four times with the Mets uh, after the starting uh, May 2nd when the, the counter started this year. So now he's been optioned five times. That's the limit uh, under the new collective bargaining agreement. So it doesn't mean he can't uh, be called up again. But if he is called up, uh, he cannot be optioned to the minors. He, he's sort of treated as uh, the same as someone without who has no options. He has to go through waivers to be sent down. So it's it's pretty much the same as like uh, like a veteran call up. Like let's say the Dodgers, like the Dodgers did earlier this year with Carson Fulmer. Fulmer's pitching really well in AAA. We talked about him last week as a possible addition at some point. But like yeah, if they call him up. Uh, he's out of options, so if they send him down, they'd have to designate him for assignment, which they did earlier this year and then kept him around. So that's how that goes. Uh, some roster machinations for you. Uh, it is Monday morning. The trade deadline, again, 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific on Tuesday. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about. We will be back uh, with you on uh, Wednesday to sort of recap everything in the trade deadline. Uh, tomorrow's another uh, Dodgers Rewind for you. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great week, and here's to more debuts like James Outman's. (laughs) 